Hey, what's up, gamers? It's your boy Gold Lion. Welcome to the Save File Podcast, where, like every video game character, every gamer has an origin story to tell. And today's guest is gonna be a doozy. She, uh, she's actually a full-time streamer on Mixer. Not just any, you know, what people say full-time streamer, but she's actually a partner. She's out here doing things. Uh, she mostly plays first-person shooters and battle royals because, you know, she lives for competitive gameplay. Actually, before this, uh, uh, she was doing a COD tournament, so that's pretty cool. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into more of that here in a little bit. But let's just go ahead and dive right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Let me introduce you to Rachel, a.k.a. Pop Them Tarts. What's up, Rachel? Hey. Chill, chill. Me. Of course. Again, thank you for uh, taking the time to come out and be on this show. It's pretty dope. So tell us more about that COD tournament you were doing. Oh, it's uh, it's actually tomorrow. I was more like getting prepped. It's for the oh. stream team that I'm part of, uh, Epidemic. I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, competitive also. Um, I'm on iPlay stream team as well, founder of that, co-owner of Epidemic. And, you know, with the new COD release, 2v2, you cannot have a tournament. Yeah. Do they have any maps coming out? I'm not really up to date with the new COD. Um, no, I know that there's, like, basically leaked that there's going to be a Battle Royale this sometime this year. Mm. Um, but they ran, they're just, right now, they're just kind of dropping randomly, random updates here and there and not too much. They're just kind of doing their own thing. <laughs> yeah, it kind of happens. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a new map. Oh, they took away this map. Yep. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, so explain your first experience with gaming. Oh, my first experience with gaming. Very young. Um, I actually, I get asked this a bit. And I think it was like Duck Hunt. It was the very, very first on the Nintendo way back when with you blowing the cartridges and all that good stuff yep. to get a game to work. Good times. Yeah. But then outside of that and like Mario, the earliest one I can remember would be Resident Evil. Which one? The very first one on like, I think. PlayStation, it was PlayStation. 1? It was, yeah. I, I sure watched my brothers play it mainly. And that was one of those that like. Cause it scared the crap out of me. What? So I mean, did you watch or did you actually play it? I, I watched it and then they made me play it. And <laughs> <laughs> I like how you say they made you play it. That's yes, they, they made me do a lot of things. And when they made me play it, it's actually a reason why I I can't really play zombie games to this day. <laughs> Cause it was probably like five or six. I was pretty little, and so, but. That didn't stop me. Didn't stop me from gaming, I should say. <laughs> there you go. That's what's up. All right. So we're, the first segment we're going to get into is uh, character creation. So a little bit of background in your life. So Rachel, gamer Ted, why pop them tarts? Why? Pop why that? Them yeah. Tarts. So what's the story okay. behind that? So um, when I got, I was Xbox 360, then I was PlayStation 3, and then um, I would, you know, was busy there for a while, and when I got Xbox One. It was like, all right, I'm going to make a gamer tag. And if you know me, my humor is I like to be punny, dad jokes, all that is what I live for. And so my goal, I was like, I am going to have a funny gamer tag. 
Like that is what I'm doing. So okay. I sat there and I brainstormed and I thought, and you know, just sitting there, I just opened my Xbox, signed up for Xbox Live, ready to play games. But I am like three hours deep in this thoughts process of what my gamer tag is going to be. And I was like, because I didn't want to pay to change it either. So I'm like, this is it. And then, you know, after all that time, I was eating a Pop-Tart mm. at the time. And I kind of looked at it and I I know like with hip hop music, you got pop them bottles <laughs> and this and that. And so I was like, pop them tarts. And it kind of made me giggle, you know? <laughs> but at that point, I still was not like, I didn't plan to keep it. It was like, this will hold me over. I will pay the $10 when I think of what I really want, you know? So put pop them tarts in. Um, I don't, I think... I think there was a reason why I did a Z instead of S, but I think that I think the Z was just to be more like I don't know, goofy, I guess, to like really play on the like pop them bottles in the club type thing, <laughs> like pop them toys, you know, yeah, to emphasize that part maybe. But that was it, and then the whole that was it was temporary, totally temporary. Then as I played games. I would get random people messaging me like, oh my God, your name is funny. And I'm like, oh, thanks. You know, okay. I didn't know if I was the only one because it made me chuckle. But then more and more I got it and I was like, all right, all right. But I still plan to change it. Then what? I started, yeah, I know. I know. I, I, I was actually popped in tarts 19 because popped in tarts was taken. That's, that's the other thing. And wow. I know, num I know numbers is like a, like not, cool like with the x's and no numbers but um i remember it was taken which like i said that's weird but i checked back randomly too to see if i could ever get rid of the numbers but i was just like i'll just change it more and more compliments kept it and then when i started streaming actually probably a month before i started streaming is i had randomly checked to see if i could get rid of the 19 and i could i was like nice all right, I'll change it to this. And then um, I remember when I started streaming, I, I really didn't think much would come out of it to begin with. So, you know, the whole rebranding or changing my name, I didn't think that would be a difficult thing if I did do that. Mm -hmm. And then again, more people are like, love your name, love your name. And then I'm like, and then I like was starting to get called pop tarts and i realized i kind of i like those nicknames i like pop I like, and then the other thing is that i was still getting you know like people appreciating the same humor and i'm like you know what I, this is it this is just me this is i think it was one of those that maybe it had to grow but it was me all along like it just defines me not my favorite food but i do like <laughs> so back when you were trying to figure out that it so you mentioned like while you're figuring out the gamer tag, you looked at the pop tarts. What flavor were the pop tarts? Oh gosh, that I think they were brown sugar cinnamon at the time. Yeah, they were definitely brown sugar cinnamon. Do you toast them or do you eat them straight out the package? I eat them straight out the package. All right, but that's that's not to say that they're <laughs> not good toasted. I would totally yeah. eat them, but I'm just when I eat, I'm hungry, and even that like thirty seconds minute in the toaster is too long. <laughs> facts, facts. 
right. Do you actually do you eat the the crust or do you eat the whole thing? Mm -hmm. Oh, the whole thing. Okay, cool. So you're one of those. Nice. <laughs> one of those. One of those. That's all good though. All right. So let's get deeper into this. So explain your childhood to us. Ooh, childhood. That's fun. Um, mm. So my parents actually owned a golf course since I was three years old. Okay. So I didn't have the most uh, normal childhood in the sense that I grew up at, I was always there. I got like, my bus actually dropped me off at the golf course and not at my own house. <laughs> and I was there because my parents would be working and be there doing my homework. And then it kind of turned into a bar. I was always around a lot of adult things at a young age, mm -hmm. um, but I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. I wouldn't trade it for anything because, you know, my parents were very trusting and they didn't, they didn't shelter me from too much. Um, so it was cool to have that kind of trust as, you know, a little kid. And then in turn, I learned how to play Texas Oldham at a young age. I learned how to play darts and pool and gamble and all that stuff. So, you know, th and those things come, those come in handy later on in life. So Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so for the most part, I grew up there. I played sports, your normal thing is in the spelling bee, this, that. Um, and then I played golf, of course, played all, all sorts of other sports. But then I, I really focused on golf when I hit in high school. And that was my main sport that carried me uh, through college as well. Got a scholarship and took on that. And then I, even after college, I went and played semi-pro down in Florida for a year. Oh, well, look at uh -huh. you. You should put that in your bio and your, <laughs> your mixer thing. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's more like I, too, I, I could probably put in there that I golf, but I, it's so, I don't do it that much anymore. But... Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of fun when people come in and they chat and they ask you things and they find out these things on their own rather than just being true. Something everyone can find out from reading a couple sentences. True. So why golf though? Like just because it was so convenient for you, or what? It was very convenient. I don't know if I. There's no way I would have played golf without constantly being around it, and um, because I knew like. My parents weren't going to be able to pay for college because mm -hmm. even though they owned a golf course, it wasn't a big time deal. And I knew like I needed to get scholarship and they, I don't know if you ever hear about it, but they always say like women's golf, there's just so many unused scholarships every year because there aren't that many women's golfers out there. Okay. At least back then. Um, cause I'm, so I'm about to be 28. So that's 10 years ago. And at the time I'm hearing all this, that would have been 15 years ago. So <laughs> it's so weird to say, oh my God, it makes me feel so old. Yeah, we're, I'm 29. So yeah, it's, it sucks sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's uh, basically why I stuck with golf. Cause it was, you know, it was one of those, I loved the competitive side of golf, but it was one of those that like, I don't really know. And then going through college, you know, it was again, it's kind of like the pop tart thing. Like it grew on me. And then, you know, the whole going pro thing was never even like a thought in my head till um, the people at my parents' golf course actually had a fundraiser, a golf outing to raise money, as much money to send me down to Florida and try it just, you know, for a year and see where it goes, see if there's any potential. And 
can't say no why not mm-hmm. like gosh and it was really something else to see like a group of people come together for me like they believe in me that was yeah that was something so um and then that's when i really like i mean i always took it serious but i didn't realize what i would be without golf when i went through that like little time period after i graduated and in between the golf outing i was like I don't, I've only known golf. Like, I don't actually know what to do. I, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then they did that. And I was like, oh. So then that's when, you know, you kind of, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Exactly. So, I mean, so um, what, whatever happened to that career? Well, uh, I went down there. Didn't, I did pretty well. Not anything amazing, but definitely better than I was expecting. Um, it's just, it's so much money. It's too too much money um i blew through whatever they raised and i lived bare, like doing the bare bare minimum with food and it's just between the equipment and constantly having to golf pay for golf pay for you know driving range pay for tournaments tournaments alone are 350 dollars for one to two days of golf and then wow. not including uh your practice round not including hotel, not including food. You know, it's just, you're constantly paying for something. And I I asked people, you know, while I was down there, like, oh, what do you, how do you manage? And I was starting to see like, a lot of these people come from money, you know, mm-hmm. they have this money. And so there's nothing wrong with that, totally. And it actually it was relieving to know that like, when I walked away from it, I didn't walk, away feeling like a failure you know this was almost like beyond my control mm-hmm. you know unless i won the lottery which then why would i go play pro golf i guess but like <laughs> it's like one of those things that like it just wasn't my opportunity not the ideal situation and i'm okay with that because you know if i had everything given to me and you know everything not a worry and couldn't make it then that i would feel a lot worse so i yeah. could walk away from it with some dignity, I guess. Of course. Okay. And so I gave it a shot. So. Yeah, that's really all that matters. Like you actually went down mm-hmm. there and tried it out. But yeah, that's that's dope that everybody came together and helped you do what you wanted to do yeah. down there. So you walked yeah. away from golf. What came next? So um, the next thing was all right, my degree. Let's see what I can do with that. Um, I got a degree in forensic chemistry. Ooh. So, um, yeah. So it was um. That was more of the lab work, which is what I thought, you know, I would lean towards if golf didn't work out. Um, But when I came back, I actually got with the local police station in Huntington, West Virginia. That's where Marshall University, I I don't know if I said all that, but I went to Marshall University. um, And so I went back there because I knew people I could stay with till I got on my own feet. And I I went with the police department. And just said, do you have any sort of volunteer anything position that like I could just, you know, I needed experience at this point. I got the degree and I can't just like volunteer, intern anything with a lab. It's more like I got to get the job in the lab, but they want experience. So I'm like, the only other experience I could get in would be the criminal justice aspect. I'll go to the police department. Mm-hmm. And they did in their forensic um their forensic unit but that's crime scene that's more of the on in field 
type stuff. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, I did learn about that. And it, I bet this this kind of knowledge, even though it's not laboratory, it, you can always apply it in the sense of, you know, where your samples are coming from or how it was collected because you actually did it. So I was thinking this would look good, you know? Um, and they said, yeah, you can stop by. They thought it would be like a two-week thing. You know, they have a lot of people who do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, perfect. Um, and then in the meantime, I was just going to find some any sort of job babysitting um house cleaning like i did a lot of craigslist house cleaning and um then i would so i would go in there into the station and then like go clean a house or something um and then actually the first day i showed up one of their team members a civilian position too was had another job opportunity was leaving now i didn't think anything of it you know wasn't like, oh, yes, perfect. It was just more like, oh, sucks that you're not going to be around for the long haul. But as I was there for the, it ended up being a year I was volunteering um, and not just the two weeks. And yeah, it was one of those things that it's unfortunate, but I went there. I got to see a lot crime scenes a lot of crime scenes and i realized i don't want to be in the lab i want to do crime scenes <laughs> okay this is what I want to do. um pays less but i didn't care like this is something that i really felt and it's so morbid to say you know because you, the nature of the work it's like it's hard to say like this is what i was supposed to do but ultimately like i just i knew it was something that I could do 20 years from now and not be bored of, not be something that I felt wasn't fulfilling. I wasn't, I was making an impact kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so I stuck around, whatever. When they opened that civilian position, they basically said, we want you, please apply. They were going to, you know, help me through the, through the whole process because they wanted me. And, um, they basically were training me for the job at that point. And then that's when the, all the politics of it, you know, whatever the mayor at the time said, let's save, let's, let's, we're going to hold off on filling this position to save money on that salary because, you know, save money where you can. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Because the way, the way he implied it was that that job was going to be coming back just at a later date save some money while you can be, but they're not going to be able to be without that position for too long because the other people will be overworked basically. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, and because I was only doing these, you know, one job, one time jobs, I, I called my parents. I said, mom, dad, um, I have this job opportunity. It's going to be later that it'll be available. But if I, I'm going to keep doing this here and then, you know, if I need help, are you willing to support, you know, send money kind of thing? And they said, yeah, because it would only be about, I think with the time it was like July and he said that they, it would be back around October. So I'm like, that's not, it's not a hard price to pay. I'll get, I'll still be here getting experience. Long story short, October was around. 
nope, November, November rolls around, nope. And the whole time, they're, they, you know, they're keeping me in the loop. They're like, he doesn't, he's not saying anything that makes us think we don't want to drag you on. We don't want to keep you from other job opportunities. I said, no, that's fine. Cause I know this is what I want to do. Um, then December rolls around and the mayor cut 26 or maybe it was like, no, it was 35 or 40 firemen and police officers in all civilian positions. So even though that position, that civilian position wasn't filled, it wasn't being filled. I think they kept two uh, civilian positions and it was like in IT, like the people who handled all the IT of the police department. So at that point, they're like, we don't know. We don't know if this is coming back um, or when. They said that no matter when it would, I would be the first person they'd call, but that I should start looking. So did had another job opportunity about a month later. That's another like got screwed over, out of my control, frustrating as hell, kept me waiting, but you know, at that point, and then at this point, I was nannying. I found a steady, I mean, it was still paycheck to paycheck, paid on the spot, whatever, but. How old were you when all this was happening? 24, 24. 24. Yeah. And, um, at that point I was, I had a fairly steady nanny job for, um, a neurosurgeon there. Um, and they were awesome, man. They took, they were great. They, they paid well and they did, they went above and beyond like best, best nannying job you could ask for. Um, but then it was, you know, and I did that for during that. And then even after those job opportunities, I was doing that for a while. And, but I, as you know, I was, I didn't know what I was going to freaking do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on, where I was headed, what I was supposed to do. Um, it was, I was just always broke, always never have food. This is, I mean, it was one of those like, whatever, like, it's not like feel bad for me, but at the same time, like, man, it was, seemed like everything was going against me kind of thing. And then my brother had a friend who worked at GE Aviation in Cincinnati, Ohio. My brothers both lived in Cincinnati at the time. And he said, I can get you a job um, as a contractor in the aviation part. And all I knew, all I heard was steady salary. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so I'm in, sold. Um, so then I moved to Cincinnati, did that. And I did that for about a year and a half. And before I was, I turned in my two week notice and all that. So I did both there for a while. I did streaming and working a full-time job for about eight months. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's get into that. How'd you, how'd you find Mixer? Mixer. Um, so I actually watched a lot of Twitch at work. Um, I was really big into Overwatch at the time hey. and I, yeah, I'm I wanted player. to give, yeah, PC? yeah, yeah, PC. Yep. Yeah. I'm, just, I haven't, I'm literally diving into the PC world. So I, that's one of the games I'll definitely hopefully rekindle my love for, I should say, because I burned that game out. And <laughs> that's, I wanted to get better at the time. Yeah. And that's, I was on Twitch or yeah, watching Twitch. 
and I saw, like, and I was watching, it's, you know, mainly PC, but I was really just watching for strats and just how to play characters better because I wanted to get better. And um, I remember I was watching a lot of female streamers all played Mercy. <laughs> yeah i'm like come on like i'm because you know as you could tell like i've got a lot of grit i got a lot of competitiveness from you know golf and whatnot and mm -hmm. growing up with two brothers like i don't want to be a healer i i want to know how to heal but i don't want to have to main healing kind of thing and i realized like yeah and you don't really see a whole lot of females dps yeah, DPSing and, you know, getting aggressive and getting getting sweaty, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Typical gamer. Yeah. So um, I decided, uh, yeah, like, you know, with Mixer, I, I noticed Mixer was a thing on Xbox that you just hit, you know, broadcast and that you could have a camera. And I was like, that's all you need. You just need a camera and you just hit start broadcast. Got it. My whole goal was like, all right, hopefully I'll be able to show people what I can do and then I'll meet people who can teach me. So like apply, you know, I wanted, I am someone that like, if I do something really awesome, I would love for it to be seen and I would love to learn at the same time and like have that, I play better with an audience kind of thing with from golf. I play better under pressure basically. Mm -hmm. And, you know, playing in my own living room with, maybe like a friend or two in the party like it's not much pressure so to speak so <laughs> yeah and that's how it kind of it was all overwatch there for three months when i first started mm -hmm. so how was and the growth it was good it was um it it was <laughs> it's funny because i so i had two tv trays um i had my laptop on one for chat um that was a 10 year old laptop and then i had my monitor and my xbox on the other tv tray in front of my couch in the middle of my living room and that was my setup with the camera on the monitor so i had my couch and then i had this actually if i had turned the camera that way i had a big tapestry right there that was like my background yeah um and then i put a sheet over my couch because i had my grandma I had my grandma's ouch um and it was ugly it was so <laughs> ugly it was floral and it was terrible and i could just it was oh, it makes my skin crawl thinking about it so i always had something over it so that it just it was like a sheet just a bed sheet and that was it and um i remember you get people coming in a lot of people ask to play you know and let them play because why not whatever um and then i got I got people that come in, have a conversation, and then, you know, and then they leave. And they're like, oh, thanks. You know, it was really cool to meet you. And then I started to see some people come back. And that was, like, cool. But I still only ever had, like, three viewers, five viewers. I remember one, the first time I hit 10 viewers, I was like, oh, my God, 10 <laughs> people? No way. And, um... Then after that, like I met, honestly, the pivotal point. I get, I tell him this all the time, but I don't know if you know Awkward Tyson. Um, he was streaming Overwatch at the time, 
And he, I guess, for whatever reason, was in the directory while he was streaming and saw my stream, came in, whispered me, and said, hey, uh, I see you're towards the top of the Overwatch directory, was wondering if you wanted to co-stream. I was like, um, I don't, like, what? That's weird. You know, I didn't really know much about co-stream. Mm -hmm. I didn't know much about anything. And I was like, okay, well, I'm thinking... Let me go check. I go, I go to his page real fast, and he's got a very nice, clean stream. He's got scenes. He's got um, um, music playing because, like, that couldn't even have music on mine. And he just he had microphone. He had all overlays, alerts, all this stuff. Like, it was a good, good stream, and he had a lot, um, a lot of people in there talking. And I was like, well, greedily, I'm like, well. Even if this turns out to be a disaster, I'll gain a couple followers, you know? Like, yeah. this is networking. Um, you know, and then when we played, though, he was awesome. Like, I had a blast. It was totally, like, the best time ever. Um, fastest I've ever seen a chat move. Uh, it was great. We had so much fun. And after that, you know, we kept in touch. And he introduced me. He was on Team Epidemic at the time. And so he's like, you should, you should apply for this. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, sure. And then um, checked out the people on the team. They seemed really awesome. And then uh, at the time, it was, there was another stream team he was on. He introduced me to those people. And I was like, you know, and I would be in their stream at work and whatnot, talking to them. And basically from there, they're like, we want you to join this stream team. And I was like, okay, cool. And then that I was like, okay, I know I can only be on three, so I'm gonna <laughs> cool off on these stream team things. But at the same time, I didn't know what that meant or what it was gonna come from it. But um, yeah, at that point though, after playing with him, it seemed that's when it seemed to like take off. Because um, I had I had been no like I guess I won't say networking, but like because I had been on Mixer and other streams, then people were stopping at my stream and. When they were stopping my stream, we'd play, and then more and more people from their communities was were coming over and showing showing some support, and it just it was it took off. I guess it was insane. It was insane. And then at that point, I was like, "All right, I I want to get on a PC. I want to stream from a PC." Yeah. So, yeah. So that's that was the next goal, and then I got. At the at the time, I I only streamed Overwatch, but I used to be before Overwatch, heavy into Rocket League. Oh, so shit. I was like one random day, I'm like I'll play Rocket League and got a lot from that. And then for the first time, and I would have I would say probably like a year and a half. It was actually like last year at Christmas time. I got Call of Duty Black Ops Four. And I played Blackout. And so, like, I was late. I had played a little bit of PUBG because it was free, you know, but, and like a little bit of Fortnite, but no battle royales, anything. And I got hooked, hooked <laughs> on battle royales and the sweatiness. Mm -hmm. And then from there on out, I don't think I played Overwatch every now and I like it, it, like, weaned, I guess. Like, I played it Call of Duty, Overwatch, Call of Duty, and then it was Call of Duty, Call of Duty. Overwatch, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Overwatch, and then it was Call of Duty Apex. Apex, you know, it just spiraled. And then now, like, I think I played Overwatch um, 
twice in the last eight months, nine months, or since then. Like, Disrespectful. Twice. I know, I know. No, maybe it was like four times. Maybe four times. Still. <laughs> I know. I so, still have love for it. I still have love for it. Yeah. I should say on stream. I should say this on stream. I went through a small period about four months ago where I was grinding ranked off offline, but it was, I would two weeks tops. I did that. Mm -hmm. and I, was, I realized why <laughs> straight you're, away from the game. <laughs> you were playing overwatch on Xbox. Yeah. What was your rank? Your SR. Uh, the highest I ever got was 2950. I think. Awesome. Oh, was that barely diamond, uh, right? Yeah, almost got to diamond. Same. That's where I was at I on PS4. Yeah. yeah. And then I think when they did the like role play, or so. Well, also I should say this: what killed Overwatch for me was Goats. Yes, me too. Out, yeah, I yeah. stopped playing. It got and old. So, yes, I got sick of it, and so I, when they rolled out the roll lock. Is when I was like, I was like, this, I, this is yeah, yeah, and I got hooked for a little bit again, but I, it was the same thing as far as like grinding the ranks. Like I'd win a few and then lose, lose. And, and then I just I my DPS always stayed around, stayed in plat, mid plat, but like my heels and my tank were, um, my heels were right on the borderline plat, and then I went on a losing streak, and I was like twenty four hundred in tank. God, that got down to like 2,200. <laughs> and I was like, but I started to play Zarya and it started to go up. And now I'm like a huge Zarya fan. Late, So late to the game, but I freaking mm -hmm. love Zarya. No, Zarya. Zarya and Roadhog are my mains. I'm a oh, main really? off tank. Yep. Yes. Those are, those are my people. They they clutch so hard. It's amazing. I'd, well, and I wish I could play Roadhog because he does, but I know, I, yeah. I'm terrible. Especially they terrible put another... Roadhog piece of ammo in his gun he got six rounds now he just mm -hmm. melds shields now especially with the shield nerfs it's freaking insane dude yeah so why yeah, so i get wrecked by him what about uh so why battle royale so why, what's up what's up with those i got you just hooked i guess i guess it's just the you know i really don't know i think it's it has to do because i was always the running gunner and um in the old call of duties but i think it was just the fact that like it was gun skill but it was strategy because mm. you couldn't just die and respawn right away you had to take on you had to think about certain things um and i had no idea like i'm someone that like when i don't know something i gotta know it and i gotta know everything about it and i gotta be good at it and give it my all kind of thing and so playing that like i was such a noob i was so far everyone because it had already been out for so long people have been playing fortnite people play PUBG. so i was really late to the the battle royale scene as far as mm -hmm. um knowledge goes and but i but it i loved it because it was like a whole new i say game yeah but yeah world exactly mm -hmm. it was a whole new world whole new world <laughs> yeah <laughs> it really was though and so i had to know everything about this world because it was what i loved about other worlds before the shooting but not just that like it would there's that enough familiar mm -hmm. to where i didn't feel like i was lost 
yeah but enough but so much to learn and yeah. i just i was like i gotta know it all i gotta know everything still so. fps but it's like it the whole battle royale brings in a whole new freaking element just uh, yeah a whole new sweaty element yeah it's insane <laughs> dude holy crap well damn yeah. that's a hell of a kind con- er, wow i can't talk right now character creation <laughs> thanks yeah. you for sharing your story that's of dope course. I never thought you'd be a pro golfer. That'd be that's uh, dope. Yeah, no one does. <laughs> like what? You were sweating in golf too? What's going yeah. on here? Jeez. All right. So next, yeah. so next part we're gonna get into is your attributes. So I'm gonna go ahead right. with every character in a video game. They got a set of attributes. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and name off a few characteristic traits, and you rate yourself from one to five. Five being the highest. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. You ready? I hope so. Oh, okay. You know you're good. All right. First one's grit. Grit. Oh, five. Why five? Because that's something I pride myself on. The the competitive and the sweatiness and just zoning in. Even if there's just the smallest thing on the line, like to play for something. And I will, I, I show my emotion as well. And I will I be my own hype man and other people's if I need to be. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Curiosity. Um No, should take a step back. Is this all is this in general or just gaming specific? In right? general. Game in general. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's definitely still 5 for grit because I'm competitive no matter when I even if I don't need to be. Um Curiosity, I would say definitely 4. I definitely Three, three point five to four because I, I'm a very, I'm an Aquarius if that helps any, and I'm, I like to ponder all sorts of subjects even when I don't know anything about it just to get a little knowledge. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know know something, you want to learn it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're like, what is this? I gotta know. If it interests me, you know, there's some things that I'm like, you know, like I want to know about it so that I'm not like completely you know blindsided by something like i could hold a conversation maybe mm-hmm. but i also don't like it's if it's something that doesn't interest me i i'm okay with walking away and knowing what i know of course all right integrity Ooh. four why'd you have to think about that just because it's i i mean because i'm i think of a million situations at once okay. and it, i feel like that's one that can be fluid because there are times where you know we're not perfect so touche you can self-reflect yeah for that's sure that's what's key loyalty oh definitely oh i say definitely but now i'm like gosh i want to go can i i can do halves right so i could say 4.5 you go 4.7 it's cool there's your show it's five it's five to the ones that i receive it but you know it's conditional you know i'm always going to give a loyalty but once i see i'm not receiving the same sort of loyalty i'm i'm not gonna just up and cut you out of my life but you're not gonna receive the same from me kind of thing so five and it again fluctuates it's always gonna fluctuate <laughs> good answer though uh patience oh five definitely five what's the Golf reason behind me that i was about to ask you like what taught you that 
Goff taught me a lot of crucial, uh, I would guess, attributes that I am really glad to have acquired because they've come in handy quite often, and patience is one of them. Confidence. So. With another fluctuating one. Um, when it comes to skill, and it comes to hand-eye coordinated skill, it's pretty high up there. It's probably like, what, 4.7. What about yes. with yourself? Ah, it's like a one. <laughs> Why? I don't... Uh, one to two. Um, I don't know. If, it's come, if it comes to... You know, I think we all criticize ourselves. We're all hard on ourselves. We all have the negative self-talk. Um, and there's just certain things about me that I have a lot and I, I, you know, I have a lot of, I have great family. I have great friends that, you know, wouldn't let me think that, but it's, there's certain things that it's like, it doesn't matter. Like what they say, I don't feel that. And, you know, as I've grown up, I've learned what, I've learned how silly some things are, but just, it's, it's a constant battle, I think, that. As long as I keep fighting it, not let not let it win, it'll get better. It'll get better. And that's all that matters, Rachel. Mm -hmm. Keep fighting that <laughs> shit. Yeah, uh, grit. That's where the grit comes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with myself. Charisma. Oh, I would say four. Um, I grew up around adults most of my life, and so I learned how to talk to people pretty early on. Um, and have conversations and the small talk and you know i learned a lot about communication uh pretty pretty early so confident i'm confident with that <laughs> <laughs> uh silliness oh definitely like freaking seven <laughs> i pre i love i like humor and jokes and laughing is very important to me probably because i can be so serious at times and like mm -hmm. really go get so competitive and you know when you unwind after playing golf for eight hours a day like you don't want to just be more serious you want to like let loose and laugh at exactly even the dumbest things just to laugh so just to get that out of you you know just yes, to, all right I, get out I, of that I, character such an inner child in me that it's <laughs> yeah it's definitely high shyness Hmm. Probably like two point five. I don't. I don't think I'm that shy. I definitely have gotten less shy over the years, just because I've gotten less. I've cared less about what people think. Um. But there are still moments where, like, I would be like, eh, I don't. I don't like. I don't like. For instance, I'm even though I'm a partner on Mixer. I don't know a whole lot of partners on Mixer because I get shy in their chats. I get shy when I'm like at another partner that I don't know. Like I get so shy to say anything. So I'm, I, I'm a huge like master lurker because I just enjoy the content. And then like, I don't know. So just shy do in it. that aspect. Just do it. Type something I, I, and just press the enter and just let it go. I, I know. Uh, I'm trying to get better. I've, I've gotten better. I've, I've definitely met a few few more like little at a time but i know that like 
that's one thing that I would say I'm definitely shy in. Imagination. Uh, I would say, I'd say five. Why? Five. Because I probably stems back to the curiosity thing. Like I'm always thinking of like when, when I learn something new or anything, I, my mind just wanders into all different directions. And I used to really be big into like drawing and stuff. Ooh, so okay. I, I, I like to think I'm a little, little artistic. And so I think both those combined, I have fairly good imagination. Open-minded. Oh, very, very much so. Um, five for sure because um had to be uh i've met all walks of life um i don't know if you knew this probably not because i don't have it just post everywhere but um i'm gay so um well so to speak it's one of those don't really know you know you just go with the flow um but i do definitely consider myself part of the lgbtq community and so open in that aspect of just being open to everyone mm -hmm. um and being open to every situation i'm like basically how i approach any situation or any statement you know be it the controversial ones like you'll always find me smack dab in the middle because i can i see both sides of something and i can see where they think this or where this thought makes sense but then so does this and so does that and you know like i can see a blend of everything um it's not too often that i am like firm set in stone this is yeah. this is the only way kind of thing so mm, okay well thanks for sharing about your sexuality <laughs> Yeah, no problem. I mean, it was gonna have to come up at some point. <laughs> big part of me, big part of everyone. Of course, uh, forgiveness. It depends on the severity. Um, True. I would say that's that's probably like uh, is that like a five means I'm the most forgiving, one oh. not forgiving at all. I don't know. What do you think? I would say five would be most forgiving. But, okay. Um, so I would say I'm, I'm at a three. Um, because, I mean, if you do something completely awful to me, uh, even if I forgive you, I didn't really forget. Like, it's like I forgave you in the sense of we can be civil. We can have conversations. I'll be in the same, you know, like I can still be uh, around you and chat with you and have funny conversations whatever but i will not trust you with any part of you me won't I, you forget. will not get yeah i will not forget but i'm also not opposed to like second chances you know if someone does something and they they apologize sincerely and genuinely and they do things to make up for it you know like i'm not gonna hold it over their head if i truly believe that they meant what their apology and that they were in the wrong of some sort so one of those like how bad how bad yeah do you really feel about it tell me how you so. really feel yeah <laughs> sensitive mm. or sensitivity yeah sensitivity um 
I would say uh, sensitive in as I'm emotional or sense because this could be when I think sensitivity I think it could either be along the lines of empathy or it could be along of like how sensitive I am to others about how like, sensitive you are to towards me. others yeah that there you go what they say to me mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not not sensitive so you've you brought that up a couple times what what made you change that like what made you say like finally fuck what people think stop i stopped golfing um because really? where i was where i grew up at a golf course i grew up around a lot of people um a lot of adults and so like because i was always there I always had people in the golf leagues there always ask me this and that. And like, I always had to be on my best behavior because, you know, I'm around people and my parents didn't want to have like a hellion child. So I had to be, you know, so I learned what to say to people and this and that. And everyone was also very, um, like a lot of people wanted, they watched me grow up cause they had it since I was three years old. And so going off to college, like people, always cared like what, what is going on what are you doing with your life this or that and i'd have to explain hundreds of times like oh, i'm doing this i'm doing this i'm doing this same thing over and over and over and you know if you don't have a you know if you say oh i dropped out of college and i'm you know slinging shit at some farm you know they're not gonna you're gonna get like that that look you know and i i did i lived in a fairly conservative town so you know, people are quick to like show, they might not, they might be like, oh, okay, that's great. But you could see initially when you say something that they don't, is not picture perfect, go to college, get a white picket fence, get married, then have kids, this, that, steady job, nine to five. When you, when you go off that beaten path, they're quick to, to give you their, you can see it in their face, even though they might say, oh, that's great for you. But mm -hmm. you know, the inside they're thinking like, oh, what the heck happened? You fell off the wagon kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I grew up in a small town as well. Yeah. And so, uh, there's, a sense, there's a set structure. You don't go yeah, by it, they're going to look at you and be like, this uh -huh. person. Uh-huh, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I don't blame them. I don't blame them because that's, how they grew up that's all that they know and you know so much nature versus nurture and that's that's the nature part mm -hmm. so um yeah i i don't blame them for thinking that uh but at the same time like i hated getting that feeling and then once i stopped golfing i didn't do i didn't change who i was they, they this is like they've known me my whole life but when i saw what the look that i got when people heard i stopped golfing I was like, really? Like, wow, I thought we had, I thought like I deserve more credit than that. Like overall, the person I become would outshine the fact that I'm not golfing to what you want. Cause they, they all wanted to like say they knew a pro golfer or, you know, they all wanted me, they all thought I could do it or this or that. And, you know, they all kind of treat me like a little tiny celebrity in my town, you know, mm -hmm. and that stopped immediately like immediately and that's fine it was fine with me you know i'm not like all soaking that in but at the same time i'm like i didn't realize i would get treated so differently and that really showed me that like wow i spent so many years caring what all you guys think about 
for it to just go down the toilet in a matter of two sentences. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this anymore. I, I don't, I'm that, I exhausted myself. I had a lot of hard nights in my own head for this. Nah, that's not doing that. So done. <laughs> done. Done. I'm done. Out of here. All right. Damn. Those are good answers. Good job. I like Dang. that. Okay. So the next part. We created your character. You set yourself the attributes. So now you're out here, you're out here doing some things. So you're now you're off to your main quest. So what is the main quest that you're working on? Main quest. Um, main quest is to to be to do something with my life that is fulfilling. You know, after doing something like when I was working at the police station I was very fulfilled there um, and then selling airplane parts not so fulfilling <laughs> that's what I did at my old job and and doing that like as it didn't matter how much money you would make not that I made good money there but like that was the whole plan you'd get your foot in the door and then You'd get a promotion, and then um, that's where you really uh, would make the money, so to speak. But I, I've never have nor wanted to do anything for money. And so, like, when I went the golf route, it wasn't about making all the money a pro golfer makes. It was about doing something with my life that was fulfilling to me and, you know, making an impact because are a pro golfer sure you're not when you're golfing fulfilling anything for anyone else but your your status and who you are you could really impact you know young kids or this or that your message will speak louder it could resonate if they look up to you you could really put someone on a path that they didn't know they needed to be on or you know if they're straying like just something so little but means so much mm -hmm. and so that comes with that. And then, you know, when I was doing the forensics, like finding justice, you know, someone loses a loved one. I want to be the one that can, you know, I know for me, you want to know what happens. You want to find that person that did this to your loved one that, you know, what, whatever the case may be, closure. And I wanted to be able to be a part of that, giving that to them, getting bad people off the street kind of thing. And then, I went and sold airplane parts. Didn't, there's nothing there for me. Like I'm not doing anything. I'm not, it's a thankless job that, you know, I got, I did well, but at the same time it was, what am I really, if I, what am I really doing for the world? You know, um, if anything, because it was in military aviation, the more airplane parts I sold, worse things were for that said country because you know if they need more parts things are things are bad and that's you know like kind of so like a constant reminder yeah and you. so if anything it was like the opposite of fulfilling mm -hmm. and um yeah so basically i want be it you know if streaming is streaming has been ex extremely fulfilling for me but i can't sit here and say this is what i'm going to do till the day i die simply for the fact that doors open and doors close and i don't want to 
have a have tunnel vision with this end like i'm streaming till the very end this is and i'll do everything i have to to stream because there might be a better opportunity for me that i do find even more fulfilling and i don't want to be closed off to that because i find this fulfilling you know like just anything could happen and so as much as i you know want to stay streaming i i want to stay fulfilled i want to make an impact in some sort of way so good answer main, awesome main thing with every side oh well with every main quest there's always a side quest so what are some side quests you're working on side quests growing my channel um uh, i wanna i wanna i don't want it sounds like so bad because i am very much i was never never about follow follower count i never stressed that i don't you know like that's not something view count follower count never once stressed about it um but at the same time i want to be able to reach to as many people as i can in any sort of way so i want to grow my channel in that aspect which i guess comes with followers but not because i want to have that number it's because i want to have that many more people that I know their story. I reach out like I'll have in my life that I'll learn some. I think I 100% think you can learn something from every single person. Be it, you know, they're the worst, most awful person in the world. You'll still be learning something. And that's just bare minimum. You're learning one thing. So the more people I reach out, the more people I have, the more people I encounter, the more stories I hear, the more I learn the curiosity. Mm -hmm. going, yeah. back, going back to that um, yeah just in general and then the more that like i come across the more impact i can make with whatever i have or do going forward so that would be small quest towards the big quest it would be to grow my channel and to continue growing and be able to do this full-time stay i should say yeah continue, uh, continue doing this full time so, so how right I'm, now how long did it take you to go from part-time to full-time um so i was partner last february um uh it also like my lifestyle because i kind of live a fairly minimalistic uh lifestyle from my time of being so freaking broke in florida and all this stuff that um i live i don't have a lot of expenses that i you know like luxuries i should say so um my old job that i had was it paid terribly terribly and then streaming helped keep me afloat and i, I you know i was in a relationship at the time and who was someone who was unemployed so it helped support both of us doing both of those um unfortunately you know the things and the what I, um but then after i and i continued to do that because i wanted to keep that person on my insurance at work um mm. and so i they had a lot of health health issues and i it was still you know it wasn't a bad split at all so i still wanted to be there for them and um kind of stayed there i stayed on there but i could have gone full-time at that point i could have probably gone full-time about three or four months earlier 
but I, I continued for the insurance purposes. Then once um, I really started spreading myself a little thin and I had some things at my job where I, um, I got screwed over and I realized I'm doing this, this unfulfilling, thankless job eight hours a day and here's this little snippet of something that does matter to me i think matters way more than what i do there only a couple hours three four whatever um and i'm doing the one that doesn't mean anything more that doesn't make sense to me and so as much as it was nice to have the, those few months where i had both incomes coming in I said I never did it for the money and as long as I can support myself and I know that I'll have food you know if I need it and I know I'll be able to take care of my bills then I'm good and so I finally August middle of August no beginning of August was like put my two weeks in because something happened that I realized I'm not being my work all my effort is being so unappreciated Bye. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. It was, like a, it was literally, it happened like that day. I had no intention of going to work and quitting. And then that happened, and I was like, all right, I can support myself without this job. So why am I doing it? So. Facts. Hey, congrats on that, though. That's awesome. Thank you. Okay. Best decision ever. <laughs> <sighs> ah, lucky girl, lucky girl. Okay, so main quest and side quest done. So you hit your final boss. What is the final boss in your story you wish to conquer? I guess along with the fulfilling, I want I want a family of my own. I always wanted that. And so I would love to balance the being able to stay fulfilled with supporting and raising a family be it you know if i have to do it on my own and go to the doctor and they gotta do what they gotta do to give me a baby that's fine with me i gotta adopt that's fine with me uh if i have a partner that's fine with me but i don't have to i this is something i've always wanted was a family um that like you know kids of my own and don't really matter it doesn't matter how it happens um and so but at the same time like they're going to be first and come first and i want to make sure that i can support them and so i want to be able to have you know like right now i only have to worry about myself and my dog and my cat so could i start a family right now doing full-time streaming hell no <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay um but do i want to get to the point where i can have a family and do full-time streaming hell yeah um so kind of but i'm you know if streaming if i can't do that i still want to have a family but i'm i'm not gonna i like i'll always be seeking to be fulfilled i'll always because i don't I only get one life and i don't want to spend it being monotonous and you shouldn't <laughs> course okay so you defeat your final boss and it hits game over what is the legacy or impact you wish to leave when somebody opens up your save file 
Oh, this is the hardest one. Ah. I just... I would love to make a legacy where I would not be forgotten. And like, you know, like some sort of... I would love to go down in the history of some sort. Or like something that like... you. I made enough of an impact in some sort of way that I'm not, like, gone in memory for a long time. Positive, obviously. and But that's just more, like, because I want to do something that influential. For, be it the Earth, be it humanity, be it, you know, one, you know, group of people, whatever it might be. Because I, like, I don't get the tunnel vision. It could be anything. But ultimately, you know, that's, that would be like ideal. But at the same time, if, if I could get as many people to look back on and reflect on what their experiences with me and they, I somehow help them, made them, and I know it sounds cliche. I know, don't, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> I am well aware, but like that people really felt that I helped them and that, you know, they got, I showed them something, you know, be it I showed them, I opened their mind to something or I showed them something they didn't realize, you know, like for some people, you know, they, um, they're so used to someone in the LGBTQ community being looking a certain way. They're just used to stereotypes or this or that. And I like to show them that it's, you know, doesn't always look like that. It's not always this or that. And, you know, and then they realize, wow, you know, there, there could be gay people, bi people, this, that I come in contact with every day. And I wouldn't know trans people, you know, like you don't, I, I like my mom is one that I had to be like, mom, look pictures. I like constantly showing her pictures like that you wouldn't know. Cause she just assumed she had this one image in her mind of what someone who's trans looks like and I know that's not like you could be going you could be walking past so many trans people a day and have no idea because you just won't let yourself accept certain things mm. and by doing this and you know her experiencing all this she's and my mom is tough cookie and she's old-fashioned but man did she come around and did she open her like open her mind open her eyes for the better and um it's so cool to see how she treats people now and how she would how she used to treat them before she knew all this and that's just like my mom you know so imagine like you know i i always have open dms and i'm always gonna be there for people and so to hear people come back to me and say you really helped me you you have no idea where I was at and what headspace I was in, and you helped me. And that's something that I like. That's invaluable to know mm. that. Because the, the, I've had the same thing happen. People have done the same thing for me. Like they're invaluable people to me. That like, and those people are people that I will never forget, and that I will I will tell stories to. You know, my children. You know, like. That's because that's how much I appreciate. That's those are like the how do you say um just the those amazing people that you come across that like really just show you 
something that you know you didn't realize or pick you up whatever it may be put you right back in the right headspace not saying everyone has to be in the wrong headspace but, <laughs> you know just in any way shape or form i want i want to make someone's life easier better happier like they do for me well cliche. said i know well i know I mean, no no it's not cliche marshmallow you're gonna get from me <laughs> no you be it, it's not cliche at all it's it's in, it's in our human nature to want to help one another each mm -hmm. other because we actually relate a lot more than what people think and mm -hmm. there's always somebody going through what you went through and then mm -hmm. you can give them the advice to get through what they're going through mm -hmm. so no rachel it's not cliche at all <laughs> It's good. That is actually taking away from my grit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're good. You're good. All right. Last question, Rachel. Where can people find you? Oh, Mixer.com slash pop them tarts. <laughs> pop them tarts. Yes. Anything else? Any other socials? Instagram. Um, pop them tarts. Twitter. Pop them tarts. Discord. I'm very active in Discord. Um, and then, uh, I'm working this is this, you know what? I go back to that side quest question because I really would love to have a YouTube channel and I know nothing about YouTube. So I'm working on that and I plan 2020 at some point, not anytime soon, but 2020, I should hopefully have some sort of YouTube channel up. Highly recommend it. I know, I know. Highly recommended. I just don't have it. Like, I don't have anything for it. So, okay. Baby steps. Of course, baby steps. Of course. Rachel, holy crap. What a story that you shared with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course. This, wow. The story that you shared, I feel like a lot of people can, you'd be, like I said, you'd be surprised how many more people can relate to what it is and, I'm pretty sure after this somebody's gonna slide in your dms and ask for your help and all that so again I, thank you for taking your taking the time to come on here and being very open about your story thank you so much it's awesome i appreciate it and i love what you're doing um i think this is awesome because it's kind of like a i kind of saw it as like a time capsule thing in the sense that like you know wherever the road may take me i don't know but i'll have i'll have my own like i can reflect on my own save file podcast and you know see where i've gotten and mm -hmm. i just i love that idea and i think a lot of people will benefit from this thank so, you you're doing thank awesome you. awesome stuff i appreciate it thank you so much uh actually you know i do and i will eventually invite my guests to a part two so if oh, you're down if you're oh, down maybe me may, maybe it. a year from now you know we'd be able to look back on this we'll do a little something something yeah heck yeah so Count fun. Me in. of course okay again thank you so much this has thank been you. awesome guys ladies and gentlemen you've seen it yourself you can tell by rachel's tonality and her drive is that she's really out here to help people i mean that's it just out here to help people because she's had her own journey she's had her own main quests side quest character creation and like i said people there is we're all in this together not to be cheesy but we all are, are in this together as, as human beings and everybody's had their fair share of life no matter what you're going through 
there's always someone out there that's went through what you went through and it's what i what i love to say is that you are more normal than you think you are and we're all it's a big world out there and a lot of us don't know what we're doing and rachel you stop by her stream she's definitely uh very few sunshine of life out there in the world so please don't hesitate to go check out her mixer stream and hang out with her have a good old time maybe sometime you might catch us play some overwatch we'll talk about that later <laughs> yeah yeah all right guys again it's your boy gold lion signing out on the safe file podcast thank you so much for making it this far stay happy stay healthy and most of all gamers stay golden Peace.